What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hello and welcome to another episode of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. I'm Jeremy. And my name's Pam. And today we are going to explore the world of Kelly's sinks. Now, what does that mean? Not an actual sink. This is a music term. This is a music industry term that refers to placements, song placements in um, movies and TV and commercials. We're going to steer clear of commercials this time. We're just going to do some movies and TV and we probably won't get to every single use of her music in film and TV because we would be here for hours. We're going to highlight a couple of our favorites. Yeah, this uh, I was actually surprised to find out that Kelly has been used in TV and movies quite a bit. In fact, a lot of TV. And there's uh, one particular show that has used Kelly above and beyond the number of times as anyone else. And uh, we'll definitely get to that. But uh, I also kind of separated one particular film in and of its own, and that was Ugly Dolls. Uh, obviously, that one's a little more specialized because Kelly was an actual voice actor in the movie. And so she's naturally going to have songs in the movie, especially when you make an animated musical. Although I did find it interesting, uh, again, in doing the research, because I, I have to be, admit I was, I'm a bad fan. I never got around to watching The Star. Did you ever watch that movie? The no. one where she like voices a donkey or something or a horse? Mm, no, I didn't. Yeah, she does not have a song on that particular soundtrack. So I was actually surprised to find that. I would have thought for sure that she would have maybe submitted a, uh, a Christmas um, standard or something like that or a Christmas classic. One of the more, uh, you know, non is it secular or non secular that has to do with like religious? I don't remember. Secular is religious. Religious. Wait. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Actually, I'm not the one that asked. See? I don't know. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> We're going to go to Google live on the show. Secular versus non-secular. This is funny. Secular things are not religious. So non-secular songs. There we go. Yeah. We might edit this part out. We might not. I don't know. It (laughs) it just shows that we're human and that we don't know the meanings of words. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I agree with you. But also, so I feel like I need need to also preface a thing that she's also been included on, on some soundtracks as well. And occasionally this, you know, it's not always the case where a song that's on a soundtrack is going to be in the movie. Usually Mm -hmm. it is, but that's not always the case. So you can get very technical and be like, well, what about this one? We we may just not mention some, but that's that's okay. Um, But yeah, this is just like a general, a very general overview of some of the first ones we thought of slash found on the Internet, because I I feel like we're apologizing. We I are. feel like we're apologizing for our topic. Like, well, because, look, you guys, look, there's only so much we can talk about. <laughs> because I know there's a lot we're going to be leaving out. Yes. So I'm sorry if we don't, you know, mention your favorite. But um, I don't know, Jeremy, I was thinking about this and I haven't actually discussed it with you. Should I very briefly go into um, how... Movies things. are made. Yes, by all means, yes. go into. <laughs> well, first you get a writer. Um, no, so how music gets placed into shows? Absolutely, and yes. I would okay. actually love to hear this. Okay, so this is a very general overview. There's a lot more. It can get a lot more complicated, but generally speaking, an artist um, usually has a, a company that, um, on their behalf, 
pitches music, their music to be what they call uh, synced or licensed um, for a TV show or a movie. Now, sometimes these companies are part of a label. They're like a division of a label. Sometimes they are its own company on its own. So and, and the way, and I have to say, if you're an artist, you want your music not only for exposure to be in a movie or a TV show or, or a commercial, but they pay very well. I will usually, I mean, if it's a big, if it's a big show or a big movie, it'll pay very handsomely. Um, so how it works is um, there are two sides. There is the publishing and then there's the masters. Publishing refers to the actual like writing of the songs. So um, that depending if there's one writer or 10 writers on a song, it has to be split up in a certain way. The master side is the actual track, the song, the audio. So when you are doing these kinds of deals, when a, uh, a person is making these kinds of deals to get a song into a TV show, um, there's going to be a percentage, like a, a, a certain amount that's going to be paid to the writers, and that has to be split a certain way. And then there's going to be an amount that is paid on the master side to the artist and anyone else in like the band or whoever. However, it's split on the artist side. Usually it's probably just the artist. So usually there's a lot of money involved in this. So um, good job, Kelly, for getting your music in so many things. <laughs> or whoever did it on Kelly's behalf. Good job. So that was my little very, very brief uh, tutorial on how this all works. And it kind of sounds like we're starting off with her movie soundtrack appearances. And I will say that these seem to be, and not even just for Kelly, but for for just about any artist, these seem to be a little fewer and further between than they used to be. I think like the the late 80s and 90s were kind of the heyday for soundtracks. It was it was a really big time to be included on a soundtrack. And, you know, soundtrack people started to realize, and when I say people, I mean uh, labels and distributors started to realize that soundtracks were possibly, you know, a kind of a cash cow. I mean, you could really get a lot of money and get a lot of people to buy a soundtrack if you had a good, solid list of artists on your soundtrack. And, you know, I can think of a, a lot of really, really good soundtracks, but they are primarily from like 90s movies because that was when the sort of the compilation soundtrack of, you know, a lot of really, really great artists were put together and they really don't do that anymore. You know, there's there's not a lot of soundtracks that that people go and seek out. I mean, you know, there's one, you know, here and there every once in a while. I think uh, I think the Frozen 2 soundtrack was a big one just because there were a couple of mainstream artists that were performing songs from the movie. And so that was a big push. And then after that, I don't really remember. You get a, a lot, lot of like, soundtracks. Um, you get like a lot of say for like the uh, like Marvel kind of stuff. I feel like. Yeah, but that. even then, I mean, and maybe that's it's maybe it's the 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 movies that are being put out these days. It's it's not a lot of movies that rely on the music, and and when I say the music, I don't mean like the the score. The score and the soundtrack are two entirely different things. I'm, I know most people probably know that, but, you know, the score is the more instrumental orchestral accompaniment to the movie. And the soundtrack is, you know, songs by artists that uh, are included that sort of accompany the movie and kind of help tell the story or, or you know, carry the story along versus, you know, music that actually supports a scene 
you know, does a lot more heavy lifting like a score would do. Um, but yeah, the, uh, unfortunately, the, the heyday for soundtracks has, has kind of passed. It, it started to kind of fade out really in the early 2000s. And you could probably say that with the popularity of streaming increasing, soundtrack albums became less and less relevant because now instead of being able to only get certain these like, you know, certain songs by purchasing the entire soundtrack album because singles weren't released, you can now get them all a cart via iTunes or whatever streaming service that you get. And so I think that the the power of the soundtrack is no longer there. I mean, again, you know, I'm I'm just thinking of some really, really incredible soundtracks. And there was the Pulp Fiction soundtrack and the soundtrack to the movie Go and um, I'm thinking, you know, the bodyguard with all those really great Whitney Houston songs and uh, the boomerang soundtrack, which introduced us to Tony Braxton. And I mean, there was just a lot of really good soundtracks, but again, all of them in the nineties. Um, so it's still really cool that Kelly is able to get her music into some of these movies, but there's not nearly as many as uh, what she has been able to do with getting her music into television. Absolutely. So should we uh, kick this off? Let's do it. All right, so the first one that we're going to mention is probably one of the more well-known um, movie placements that her music has had, and that I think it was one of the first as well, if not the first. Uh-huh. It is from the 2003 movie, I believe. Yep. 2003. Love yep. Actually. We hear mm-hmm. The Trouble with Love Is. And it w- I believe it was the lead single from the movie, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, when when Kelly made the video for it, it was one of those videos where they interspersed clips of the movie inside of it. And so it was a song that was put out with the intention of promoting the movie itself, not necessarily the thankful record. And what's interesting, though, is that its placement in the movie is not even at any sort of like monumental occasion. It's like during like a party scene and you hear it a little bit in the background. Yeah. But- but again, it just gives the artist so much exposure. And it's actually rare because the song actually shows up twice in the movie. It shows up in that party scene and then also over the end credits as well. That's right. I forgot about the credits. Yeah. I guess I usually don't watch the credits. Yeah. <laughs> again, if you have a if you have a movie with a really, really great soundtrack and they put some of the best songs over the credits, then I mean, that'll get me to sit through the credits. If I'm going to sit through a couple of really good songs, it makes, you know, that 10 minutes of credits go by much faster. Yeah, I I, I think it was a it was definitely a, a good song for the theme of the movie. Yeah, I was I always smile every time that I watch Love Actually. I have a, a I have a, a tradition with my family that when we put up our Christmas tree every year, we watch two things. We watch. Uh, a Charlie Brown Christmas. And then right after that, we put on Love Actually, which worked out really, really well until we had a kid. I was going to say. And, and then I remembered that there's an entire storyline in Love Actually of people who are like porn stand ins. And I'm like, well, we can't watch this now. Yeah. So I, I need I need to find something. the like I need to find the like TBS version of Love Actually where it has that entire storyline cut out. So that we can actually watch that movie around the time where we're putting up the Christmas tree again. Otherwise, we just have to wait till Junior goes to bed and the <laughs> wife and I can put up the rest of the tree and watch that movie. <laughs> you need, yeah, you, you need to find like a like a filler, a, like a, a third filler movie in between. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what that would be, but that's really fun. I was going to say, I was like, I don't know. That's really child appropriate. <laughs> Parent of the year over here. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I won't tell anyone. Yes. Um, 
So the next movie, I've actually never seen it. I don't know if that makes me a bad fan, but I don't think it really does. Um, uh, I got to be honest. This one was news to me. Re- so no, it wasn't. I'm a, I'm a worse fan. Wait for- a minute. I, if it's not news to me, then I forgot about it. You must have forgotten about it because, okay, the next one we're going to talk about is from Ella Enchanted that came out in 2004. And um, Kelly's version of Respect, not the one that she did, like, on Idol. She, like, recorded mm. a version post-Idol or, like, for the Idol compilation sort of thing. Um, yeah. So it's, like, a studio version was in this movie. You must have known about this. I know I knew about it at some point, but I never watched this movie. Yeah, so I it, it yeah, so I just put it out of my mind. It was just one of those facts that I needed to get rid of because I needed to store other things in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that I forget that Kelly Clarkson's on the Ella Enchanted soundtrack. Sorry. <laughs> Not, that's gotta no. go. Uh, well no, I guess I'm more surprised. You knew that there was a studio version of the song though, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. I knew that. Me, all right, I, that I is, have like two copies. Okay. That's I, okay. We're all good now. <laughs> there was almost a coup on the podcast. Like, Pam, Pam almost kicked me off. Like, how do you not know about the song? <laughs> what um, are you talking about? Not judging anyone who doesn't know. I just, you know, with Jeremy's knowledge, I expected to know. No, uh, Look, yeah. I either remember that Respect was on the Ella Enchanted soundtrack or I remember how to sit down. Like, I need to remember <laughs> important stuff here. I'm really surprised that this was even, like, placed in a movie. Like, it, you know, it just yeah. wasn't, this wasn't a hit. It wasn't really even a single. So I just found it very shocking. But I'm not mad and, about it because it's a great cover. And it's it's two years removed from Idol. So and by then she's got her own album of material so why bring back a song that she covered on American Idol? I don't know. It's it's a it's odd placement for me. I don't know if that was a, a 19 management thing. I mean, I can't imagine that Kelly sitting around going, how can I get a song that I covered two years ago onto a movie soundtrack? That'll help my career. Can I be honest with you? Most of the time when like usually artists are not like, I mean, there's probably a rare occasion where, like, it, you know, an artist is like, oh, my God, I love this show. It'd be so cool. Get my song on there. See what you can do. But usually – or movie. Usually it's, um, you know, someone who works in sync who is just pitching their roster and seeing, like, oh, there's this fun child's movie that's coming out. What songs on my roster may fit this particular scene? And then they pitch a bunch and they may choose one. So mm-hmm. this might have been one, you know, it could have been one of 20 songs that were pitched and – this was the best one, I guess. I don't know. Maybe. The next one I think is probably the most well-known. Um, I can probably say that with full confidence. Sure. It is Breakaway from the Princess Diaries 2 soundtrack. Now, this one I did remember. <laughs> Good. Because we also <laughs> just spoke about it like three weeks ago. Shoo. Yes. <laughs> I'm saved. Live to fight another episode. <laughs> I think this was a really good placement. And I know we said that, like, this was the song, like, this was the main, main, main song that went to promote the movie. And I think just the message of the movie and the song, they click so well. This particular scene, for anyone who has not seen it, I don't know if anyone, you know, hasn't seen The Princess Diaries. If you haven't, you should definitely watch both of them. They're fantastic. However, this is from the second one, and um, Anne Hathaway's character, Mia, is the princess, and she's in the middle of a parade, and she basically stops the parade because she sees a little girl getting bullied, and then she has the little girl and a bunch of um, 
I don't want to ruin the plot. A bunch of other children. <laughs> ruin the plot? It's like a 15-year-old movie. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. In case anyone hasn't seen it. But anyway. Now, near, just... now near the end of Titanic, and I don't want to ruin the, how, the, how the rest of the movie goes, but the ship sinks. <laughs> oh, my God. I had no idea. No, um, but, yeah, she, like, invites all these children um, into the into the parade, and then they use the song there. And I think it was a really good placement because it – if you have seen the first one, there's a lot of growing that Mia does from the first one to the second one. And it really, the message of breaking away from your past self and turning into someone else really comes out during the scene. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, this is, I mean, if you tell people, hey, name a song of Kelly's that was in a movie. I mean, this is the one. She did a freaking red carpet. So it was a big yeah. deal. It was a big deal. Yeah. And this was the first single off of Breakaway. It was. It was. I mean, thank so you. So says Pam. It was. Thank you. It's called Breakaway. And the first single was called Breakaway. Moving I mean, on. Huh. <laughs> Moving on. So this next one, um, this is a fun one. And it comes from the movie Pitch Perfect, where they do um, a cover. If, if anyone's not familiar with the Pitch Perfect franchise, it's an acapella movie and they do a bunch of covers. Think of it like Glee, but funnier. Yeah. It's a lot funnier. Um, no shame to Glee, but yeah. Anyway, but they do a cover of Since You've Been Gone for a, I think it's for like a tryout scene. Mm -hmm. I saw this once, like way, a while ago, so I don't remember it too well, but. Yeah, same. Um, it always, I feel like I always see this pop up somewhere on the internet every couple months and people always love it. So it, it, it got a love. I mean, it was, it was a couple years after the song had come out. So this was definitely not any way to promote the song. I thought it was fun though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought the performance was really good. And I mean, Anna Kendrick can, can in my eyes, do very little wrong. Uh, <laughs> so I am all for and all in on anything that she's doing. So, yeah, it was a it was a nice surprise when I went to see this movie and this song was included in it. I kind of got a, a big smile on my face when I saw it. I only have seen the first one. I need to watch the rest. But more on that. Yeah. I, more I on think that in I a watched, bit. <laughs> yeah. I think I've watched the second one, but I did not see the third one. More on that in a moment. Yes. <laughs> Moving on, we're going to take a little, uh, we're going to rotate a little bit into the Christmas sector. Yes. Um, so the song Underneath the Tree has been in a couple of movies. I've only, I was only aware of one of them. So I'll mention the first one. Jeremy, can you can mention the second one if you want. Yeah. Um, the first one is from a movie called Office Christmas Party. Fantastic movie, by the way. Fantastic. Hilarious movie. So Hilarious. Good. Has like Jennifer Aniston, Jason Bateman, Kate McKinnon, Fortune Feimster. Such a good movie. Um, it's total absurd, but it, it, it uh, it's, it's great. And I don't even remember the context of the song. It was not a major part because obviously. It's I think it's called, just on in the background it's of the just party, in the background. isn't it? I was like, it's, all, it's yeah. called Office Christmas Party, so you can imagine the premise. And yeah. this was just kind of in the background during the party. But it was nice, like, you know, hearing a song that I knew. Yeah. Nice, nice little filler. Yeah. The other uh, film that I remembered that this song had a sort of attachment to was, uh, again, another Anna Kendrick movie called Noel. And it was on, is it on Netflix? I think it's on Netflix, but it's a Anna Kendrick Christmas movie that came out a couple of years ago. Now, I don't remember specifically if it's in the movie itself. I I I. I want to say it is. I have memories that it is, but it was definitely used in the trailer for the movie. And essentially, uh, Noel is the sister, I believe, of the guy who is to be the next Santa Claus. 
and uh, he doesn't want the job. And so she's trying to show her worth and it's hijinks ensues. And I mean, it's, it's been a couple of years since I've seen this movie, but it was really super cute. And it was, it, this was around sort of that time frame when underneath the tree, which is a perfect song to use in a commercial or a trailer for any sort of fun Christmas movie, because it's just such a modern, upbeat Christmas song. And when I say modern, I mean, it's not all I want for Christmas is you, because that song has been put in every freaking Christmas movie and every TV show and whatever. So this just has a new, fresher sound to it. And I think it's I mean, I think underneath the tree has been used in half a dozen commercials and trailers for Hallmark movies. I mean, we could go down that rabbit hole of Hallmark movies for, you know, the next hour. But I know for a fact that I remember this was one of the first films that I saw that the song was used into the trailer. And I remember being very excited to to hear that as well. So, uh, again, underneath, I mean, I, I know for a fact underneath the tree has been in several different trailers and commercials for other Christmas movies. So you you just have to kind of listen for it because anytime they're trying to convey upbeat Christmas movie, they will use this song. Yeah. Which is, and for good reason. Yeah, I was going to say, good reason. Um, next one I have, I don't think I've seen this, but I really need to because the cast seems incredible, is yeah. Bad Mom's Christmas, and they use mm-hmm. Run Run Rudolph. Right. I have not yeah, seen I know, it. I, yeah, I, I didn't see any of the Bad Mom's movies. I've heard they're funny, um, and which is weird because I am a huge Kristen Bell fan. I mean, I adore her, and I think that Mila Kunis is awesome as well and so a movie with the two of them you would think for me at least would be an absolute slam dunk but i just i just haven't gotten around to yeah to watching those movies so it's that's that's a bad fan strike for me it's okay the last movie that we have on our list uh, i don't think either of us have seen oops um pitch perfect three uh apparently stronger is in it they do a cover i I may have actually seen this did you i don't know I, I, can't, I don't remember which ones are which. Like, I know I definitely saw the first, and then I maybe saw the second or third. So in Pitch Perfect 3, I, I, even though I haven't seen the movie, I do know the part that this is in. Um, there's an acapella group called Saddle Up, and there is like a – was it called a riff-off or something? Or some sort of like, you know, battle that they do. Um, and there's like a um, – they have to do it by categories, and it's like like zombies or something. And they chose this song for the movie. I Again, having not seen the movie, um, I'm just going purely by what I've been told that th- this is where it fits in the movie. I'll have to maybe look for a clip or something. But that's where you're going to find this cover of Stronger in Pitch Perfect 3. And I know a lot of people love these movies. And, you know, I liked the first one a lot. I just it it wasn't enough to get me to watch the others. So maybe I need to have some sort of a. What, what would I call it? Uh, a viewing an, party by yourself. An, uh, well, I'm trying to I'm trying to work in Aka. Oh. I'm gonna have to have like a Aka party or an Aka viewing or I'm, I don't know. There's not, <laughs> none of that really works, but you tried. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> All right, so we know that there are there are other movies out there that you know might have you know the occasional Kelly song uh, in here or there, and we we kind of mentioned near the top of the episode that uh, we sort of we we separated Ugly Dolls specifically because. Again, Kelly is a voice actor in that film, and so there's a little bit more additional involvement there because uh, she's on 
at least four of the songs. There's Today is the Day. Um, I think there's also Today is the Perfect Day, but that's like the entire ensemble that's part of that song. There's Couldn't Be Better, Broken and Beautiful, and then she does a duet with Janelle Monet called Unbreakable. Um, those were all the features of Kelly in the songs of that movie. Uh, but obviously she's going to be in that movie if it's a musical and she's one of the voice actors. So it makes guess sense. We, we can also mention uh, Trolls, right? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. suppose. But she doesn't do like a proper song in the Trolls movies, does she? Well, um, again, never watched it. What, what I never watched it was Born to Die in the movie or was it just the soundtrack. I don't know. She was the I don't remember her name in the Delta movie. Delta Dawn, like, right? Delta Dawn. Yeah. And she was the country uh, music troll. Yeah. So I guess we can say his uh, Born to Die, which justice for that song. It is so good. And everyone, it is a good song. Everyone yeah. forgets about it. But yeah, she's saying that there. Um, I mean, it's no secondhand heart, but uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, if we're talking about good songs that were mildly forgotten, then yeah, let's go with Born to Die. <laughs> yes. Um, but I guess more, I mean, I guess we'll just make these as very honorable mentions because our our focus I generally more was her original music in movies yeah. and TV. So yes. honorable mention for those, but we're going to just continue on to television next. Yes. Uh, let's, I'm going to go over, because there are a couple of covers, because we sort of did the covers at the end of this particular uh, section. So for the TV shows, I just want to do some immediate honorable mentions for some covers because there's a couple of them. Yes. Um, first and foremost, uh, there were two Kelly songs that were used in Glee. Uh, they did Cry, that which was, I think was Leah Michelle, right? It was just her. Yep. It was her. Yeah. That was in season three. I looked this up. Nope. I, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a Gleek. I did watch it all, <laughs> but I'm not a Gleek. I cannot say I am, but I did look this up. It is season three, episode 18, I think. That's not the Corey Monteith episode, is it? No, it's when I think she, again, I looked this up like a half hour ago. I don't have my glee knowledge. Um, I think she was like trying out for something and like she like forgot oh, okay. the lyrics or something and she got really upset. Um, okay. But so it was at the end of the episode and she actually does it really well. I will say yeah. usually I'm usually really c- critical about people who cover Kelly. She did a really good job. I mean, I look, I, I'm a fan of Leah Michelle. I think she's a very good singer. Uh, and then the other song that they covered was My Life Would Suck Without You. Um I mean, it was what it was. Yeah, it was. That it, was, it was season one. Um, that mm-hmm. was they were singing it to uh, what's that teacher's name? Uh, well, the Mr. Shoe something. Shoe, Mr. Shoe. Sure, we're just gonna call him that. You, you guys yeah. know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, it was fun. It wasn't anything spectacular, but it was just a very like upbeat, like poppy, like our lives would suck without you kind of moment. Yeah. Uh, And then there was uh, the cover of A Moment Like This from Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Um, If you have ever seen this particular show, uh, it is about a woman who occasionally hears music as it sort of pertains to her life. Uh, But usually it's the characters in the show itself that are singing the songs. And so it's a little goofy. Um and I remember the the actor who sang this actually was on the Kelly Clarkson show. I want to say in the first season. Yeah, first season. And he actually talked about uh, singing the song. And, and I, I'm trying to remember if Kelly even knew that her song had been used in that show. I I don't know. Have you seen the uh, the clip? 
I have of, of the interview. No, of the actual show use, like the music. I it. did. I did like one time. I watched it and never watched it again. I hope I don't offend anyone. I thought it was kind of cringe. They did a yeah. moment like this, and like it was, it was weird. Cause like they're about to have sex and then they're like, "That's right, what yeah." If I told you it was just, <laughs> it was just a little odd placement. Like they're like in bed singing a moment like this. I'm like, "What's going on?" Because I remember his interview on on the Kelly Clarkson show about how that was the scenario that they were going into, and she was just she was rolling. <laughs> it's so weird, but you know what? People like the show, so whatever, enjoy it. I just thought it was very just odd placement, but whatever. Now, the last one that we found for our research for this was a show called Search Party. And I got to admit that I know nothing about this show. And apparently it was a cover in the show. But again, um, my knowledge of this particular show is a little rough. What song so is it? It's Since You've Been Gone. Sorry, I forgot oh. to mention the song. No, it's okay. I've never even heard of this show. Yeah. Yeah, apparently um, – there is a, it's about an acapella group and they sing this song at a vigil, oh. which sounds even That's like a so worse use of this song. So <laughs> oh, it's, gosh. It, it, this was back in 2016. So it's been, you know, I don't even, I sincerely doubt this show is still even on the air, but wow. <laughs> oh, interesting. Well, that's a thing. Um, yes. <laughs> should I move on? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll move on here. And I want to do one more song. This is not really a cover, but it's a it's an original song that was used in a TV show. Although it really wasn't so much a full song. I mean, the the purpose for using it was was for comedy for sure. Uh, but uh, we all loved Kelly's appearance in season one, episode one of The Crazy Ones. This was the uh, Robin Williams and Sarah Michelle Gellar TV show that unfortunately uh, did not get more than one season. And as we all know, we uh, we lost Robin Williams not too long after. Uh, but I don't even know if this is the official title of the song. But when I wrote it down, I just put it ain't the meat. It's the motion. <laughs> called it. <laughs> and, and so, of course, this is the song that uh, Kelly wants to rebrand herself and she wants to sing about sex. And, you know, Robin Williams and his ad agency are coming to her because they need a big popular singer for uh, the McDonald's ad campaign. And so they're trying to get her to do it, but she wants to refocus her career to be more risque. And so she sings this song that's like all about sex. And the line is, you know, it ain't the meat, it's the motion. And I just remember the line from the episode where Sarah Michelle Gellar is like, oh, my God, I'm going to watch America's Sweetheart orgasm in front of my father. (laughs) (laughs) And then isn't the guy that she's like dancing with while she's recording it? Isn't this the guy from Veronica Mars? Um, I don't. What's what's his name? Um, I don't remember his name. Oh, my God. If he was on Veronica Mars, it was like a bit part because. No, it was the cop. Wasn't it the cop? Oh, no, no, no. Are you, you thinking of the same guy who was in New Girl? Yeah, is it not him? Yeah, yeah, no, it's not him. Oh, never mind. It looks like him. Yeah, but but again, she also had this actor on the Kelly Clarkson show. And I mean, it was like the first thing they talked about was how she danced inappropriately with him because she's <laughs> like, you know, slithering all over him. Now, later in the episode, she actually does come back with like a more sweet song that she sings. Uh, the funny thing is, like, I was having trouble finding a clip of that on YouTube, and maybe I just didn't look hard enough. But, um, but she does come back and and sings, you know, a, a much more 
nicer, more Kelly Clarkson that we know song. Uh, but it's, you know, it's ain't the meat. It's the motion is the one that everybody remembers. Cause it was just so weird. And so like Amazing. out of character for <laughs> Kelly. And it was, yeah, it was, it was so good. And I, I still, you know, she says over and over again that she's not an actor, but man, she was funny in that episode. She was hilarious. Like that was, she has fantastic comedic timing, even if she yeah. doesn't think that she does. Yeah, for sure. So I love, I need to rewatch. I need to find that episode if it's somewhere i'll yeah i need to see it it's been a minute that's that was almost a decade ago it was yeah like 2012 2013 yeah it's, it's been a while ago. yeah um so for, as we go on to the next uh round of sort of, of tv shows that have featured kelly's music i i want to give another sort of honorable mention because we don't want to talk a ton about this even though it is the show that has used more Kelly music than any other show in it. And it's not even close. In fact, I think I counted 14 songs Jeez. that have appeared in this show that are Kelly songs. And it's not even just the hits. I mean, these are some pretty like fringe songs that you would not think would ever get used in a TV show. Uh, and that show is the Hills from MTV. And I never watched this show. I don't know, Pam, if you watched it at all. I watched a lot more Laguna Beach. I didn't really watch The Hills much. I got kind of bored with it. But maybe I should have watched it. Was it The was Hills a, first or was that Laguna Beach first? Laguna was first. The Hills was a spinoff a couple years later. Right. Okay. So, I mean, granted, it's MTV. And so when MTV does like reality shows, they were, I mean, starting with the very first real world back in 91, they, you know, plucked songs into the episodes all over the place. I mean, an average episode would have like 12 songs in it. So hearing, you know, the the contemporary artists of the day in a TV show on MTV was not entirely uncommon. But it was just the fact that they went to the Kelly Clarkson well so many times. And and the list of songs that they use is really, really interesting. So there are some hits. They used My Life Would Suck Without You. They used I Do Not Hook Up, which was an interesting choice. They used Already Gone. But then it gets a little more lesser known. So I'm just going to run down the list of the songs that they use. We're not going to you know comment on every single use of the songs because honestly, we don't know the use of every single song. Uh, we know a lot of them, but. Not all of them. And it's not important because it was the hills. Come on. Uh, so they used ready, impossible, tip of my tongue. I want you save you. If I can't have you, don't let me stop you. All I ever wanted one minute and be still. There's a lot from the all I ever wanted album. Oh, my gosh. It really, really, like I mean, that it. was. Yeah. I mean, that was I mean, it was that was the era of the hills was like. Uh, 2008, 2009, 2010. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of use in the hills, which was uh, surprising to me because, you know, again, it was surprising, but not surprising. It was just the, the fact that the songs they chose were really interesting. Yeah. So, for instance, I'll, I'll talk about a couple of the ways that they use the songs. So, uh, so around 2009, when All I Ever Wanted came out, this was like season five of the hills. So this, the show had been on the air for a while. And so with the song Ready, this is when Heidi talks to her therapist about getting Spencer to change his mind on having kids. And they use the song Ready. OK, that sort of makes sense. Uh, 
Kristen tells Justin that she's done with him. That's where they use the song Impossible. Now, I know enough about this show that I know, like, you know, uh, I know Heidi. I know Spence. I know Kristen. I mean, I know these people uh, because they were so prevalent in pop culture. Uh, But the song Save You, for instance, uh, that song was used when Heidi accepts Spencer's proposal. And I'm like, that would be like, and I don't know. I I don't remember the the episode because I didn't see it. But I'm like, did they did like they get engaged and they played the song Save You? Like, that's an interesting choice. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah. I don't know. So there, yeah. So the the award for most Kelly Clarkson songs used in a TV show goes to the Hills of all shows, which I'm very curious if she's ever even seen before. Somebody tells me <laughs> she may have not. So probably not. Probably she not. just saw she just saw the check get cash. That's all. Probably. Now speaking of very random niche tracks that have gotten used in TV shows, I'm going to mention another one that was one of my favorite TV show placements ever. Um, it is from One Tree Hill. It is. Um, it was the, uh, pr- season premiere, the season five premiere. So I won't give too much away. If you haven't seen One Tree Hill, it's a really great show. I love it. And basically the first couple years are high school and the last few seasons are post high school. So this was the first season post high school when everyone's grown up and you see where they've, they've ended up and jobs and careers and et cetera. So Sophia Bush's character, Brooke Davis, um, she owns this like fashion, I think it's like a magazine. I haven't seen it in a while, but um, there's just this really hard scene where her mom, her and her mom get into like an argument and um, Brooke is just having a very difficult time. She has to fire someone and she's basically, even though she's very successful, she's very alone and that's kind of similar to the actual story behind Irvine. So I thought it was fantastic placement. Um, the clip is up, is up on YouTube if you've never seen it. So, and I don't know yeah, if people good. knew about that, like when it before it was going to air. I don't know if they knew. Oh yeah, Irvine's going to be in an episode of One Tree Hill, or if it was a surprise to viewers. Jenna, if you're listening, let us know. <laughs> yes, yes, our our friend Jenna, who we've had on the podcast, was the authority and is the authority. On all things One Tree Hill. And she, I think I remember, specifically remember seeing her freak out online, seeing and hearing Kelly's Irvine of all songs in an episode of One Tree Hill. Yeah. So I love that placement. Yeah. Uh, Another one that was an interesting choice and that caught a lot of people off guard was the inclusion of Sober in the CW show Smallville. Now, this was in the final montaged at the end of the first episode of season seven. And I don't recall because I did watch this episode and I don't recall what the reasoning for it was, but it was very, a very powerful use of the song. And again, it was one of those things that really surprised a lot of Kelly fans. And I think that when word got out that the song was used a lot of people flocked to go watch the episode. Um, and it was, I remember I watched the episode in full one time and then I've watched the clip of the end a couple of times, but it was a very excellent use of that song. And so uh, I thought that that definitely mentioned uh, or that warranted mentioning. They also use the entire radio edit. Yes. You know, a lot of these shows will only use 30 seconds, maybe 60 seconds. And I think if you use a certain amount of time, for a song, you get paid more. 
mm-hmm. as well. I don't, I mean, I think it varies from contract to contract, but they use like a solid three, three plus minutes of this song, which yeah. is very rare. Usually you'll, you, you won't get that whole thing. So the fact that this Smallville world guy, you know, the, the audience got exposed to a Kelly Clarkson deep track, a full Kelly Clarkson deep track. Impressive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, the next one I'm going to mention is, uh, let's see. Okay, so this one I've always loved. It's from The Office. Yes, Kelly is used in The Office. And yes. it's, um, I think it's in season seven. They use My Life Would Suck Without You. And I'm pretty sure it's when Michael, like, he's, like, celebrating because, like, Holly, his 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 love interest, Holly, like, was, like, there was, like, a time, there was a point where Holly could get engaged and she wasn't engaged yet. It was something like that. I'm not sure. Basically, he's in his office, him and Aaron um are basically just like celebrating and playing multiple versions of the song like they'll start playing it and then they start playing it again so just it's playing over each other it's a really funny scene yes i don't know if that was a good explanation but if you've seen the episode you know what i'm talking about it's just really goofy and i love that show so much (laughs) i i enjoy the fact that that one of her songs got used in that in that show for sure i just want to give a special shout out this wasn't a song but now that we're on the the uh, topic of NBC comedies. Just want to give a, sp- a special shout out to Parks and Rec, who didn't use her music, but there was that binder. Have you seen this? There was like a binder that Leslie Nope and um, Ann Perkins have, where it's like it's like a friendship binder, and then it has like a thing where it's like, uh, you know, we saw Kelly Clarkson on tour, and then they have like a little like thing about it. It's really cute. I didn't. I don't remember that. It's very niche. It's very easy to miss. They don't actually mention it. You just see like Leslie holding up like like a like a, a a binder or something, and it has like a picture of Kelly, and it's like, you know, Kelly Clarkson tour, and it's really cute. So, oh, yeah, that's that. My next one is another sort of deep track from Kelly that was not. I would not expect to hear this on a TV show, but this was used in the 2019 reboot on Hulu of Veronica Mars, which is one of my all time favorite TV shows. And this was, again, this was the version that they put on Hulu only, and it was slow dance and it was used in the uh, seventh episode. And don't give us away because this is the only part I haven't seen of the show was the more recent. Okay, well, I won't give away too much, but I will say that uh, Patton Oswalt, who is a really, really funny comedian, he is featured in season four. And there is a scene where he is dancing with another woman. Uh, her name, I believe, was Carol. His his uh, his character's name was Penn, and they're dancing together. And they dance to slow dance uh, in this cabin. And uh, I just thought that that was really cool placement. And I I like the the whoever the music supervisor is for Veronica Mars was really really good because they always picked some pretty like fringe songs that would potentially be by a popular artist, but wouldn't be, you know, the really popular single. And so I appreciated that they kind of found this deep song from Kelly to use on this uh, particular episode. So, yeah, it's I mean, and by the way, Pam, excellent season. And I'm I'm hoping that they maybe come back to the well and do a fifth season. I don't know if they're ever going to, but it left us on a bit of a cliffhanger and I would like to get some resolution. 
Yeah, because I watched, I think it was like like around the holidays, I watched the entire like first three seasons plus the movie, and then I just yep. kind of fell off the bandwagon and didn't watch the more recent stuff, which there isn't much of, so I need to do that. Yeah, and the, and the fourth season picks up right where the movie leaves off. All right, I have some homework to do. Anyway, moving forward, um, <laughs> I love that show. It's so good. Um, yes. The next thing I'm going to do, there are two, and I'm glad you mentioned one of these in our, our notes because I forgot about one. Um, the song Heat has been in a few shows. Uh, the first one I've actually never seen, nor did I know about until I was doing some research on this. It is for a Netflix show called um, Soundtrack, which I guess it's like a dancing movie. or is that, what that, is that what that show is? TV, TV. Yeah, I think it's about dancing, I think. Um, sure. And the scene that's used in was with Jenna Dewan. She's like doing like a tryout for some dance and she's like kind of singing along to the song or she's lip syncing rather. So I've enjoyed that she was lip syncing because... I'm assuming that most of the viewers watching this didn't know the song prior. And they're like, oh, I wonder what this is. I'm going to Shazam it. Um, and I'll have to let you take the other one because I forgot about its placement. Yeah. And this one is a little kind of a, a cheating when it comes to the placement of the song because it's actually Kelly herself on the show performing the song. And that was when she is a guest of The Morning Show on the TV show The Morning Show on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, she and the band are on the show, which features Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. And she's just the musical guest that morning. And so she gets on there. And this was around maybe a little later in the time when Heat was an actual single. And so they perform this song on the show. I love – guys, if you haven't seen the show – Please do it. It yeah. is so good. And on top of that, too, they also do um, they also do a performance of Stronger on the show. Or I think they use the song Stronger uh, in the morning show as well. So that that show's got two different uh, instances of Kelly's songs appearing. Yeah. Um, do you want to take the other uh, two placements for Stronger? Because I wasn't aware of either of these. Yeah, neither was I. Um the other one is Shameless, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, is this is this the Kevin Costner show? This is, Shameless is the show that has um, uh, William H Macy and Emmy Rossum. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, yeah. yeah I never, I, I meant to watch this show because it looks really, really good. And I think it actually just ended recently. Um, but yeah, no, this is uh, this is another one that features stronger. To be quite honest, I don't really know the context of what the usage is uh so we'll just make sure to mention that it was in the show shameless uh i do know the second use of it and this is another cover of the song that i should have probably mentioned at the uh, at the top of this when we were starting talking about tv shows was we have had a kelly song used on the masked singer and that was in season two episode two the panda is the one who sang stronger and unfortunately when you cover a Kelly Clarkson song, you better come correct. Otherwise, you're going to get booted off of whatever show you're doing. And Leilana Ali, who is uh, Muhammad Ali's daughter, and she's a champion boxer herself, uh, apparently did not do too well with the song Stronger on uh, on The Masked Singer because she was eliminated that episode uh, after she sang the song. So, um, yeah. So that was uh, the, the, the one time we've seen a Kelly song show up on The Masked Singer. Nice. Yeah, I can't say I've 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 seen that. 
I've seen the show before, but I, I did not know that they did a, a Kelly cover. So I'm going to have yes. to seek that out, even though that, that show terrifies me. <laughs> it just seems just... And there's now like this new like dating show on Netflix that's basically like Love is Blind meets The Masked Singer. I am fascinated by this. Well, then there's another um, there's another show now. It's kind of like The Masked Singer, only they're using like computer avatars. Oh, gosh. Yeah. No. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> moving on. This one is I. I don't even know. I don't think you would say it's a cover because it's Kelly's audio. But um, I have a feeling we have. I know a few offhand of people who listen to this podcast who are also fans of RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. and I know that whole lot of women was featured in it only a couple months ago. Um, I had. A few people because re- I don't re- I don't watch it myself, but I have a lot of friends and family who do. So I had people re- like reaching out to me, being like, "Oh my god, they're using a Kelly song! You should tune in." And then I like missed it because I didn't see it in time. But thank God for YouTube. So <laughs> um, apparently, it's with two people. I I'm sorry if I just butcher these names. Lala Ree, I think maybe, and 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 Elliot. I don't know who these people are, but they do an amazing uh, drag performance to a whole lot of women. Oh my gosh! I was so happy watching this. Yeah. Have you have you seen it? I saw like I've seen like maybe two episodes of Drag Race, and I okay. just it's it's is, like too, it's too intense for me. It's all <laughs> the clip is on YouTube <laughs> of just that performance, so I highly recommend checking that out. It's just so much fun. There's not really much else to say, but like it was just a really fun placement, and I'm glad they chose this song rather than like I don't know. Miss Independent. I, I don't That wouldn't be a good drag song. But, like, I'm just thinking about, like, empowerment songs. I don't know. Or Stronger. Whatever. They did a good job. <laughs> I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad that you could get all that out. Thank you. <laughs> um, there has actually been one Kelly song that has a remix that has been used, and it's been used... Uh, in multiple shows, uh, first of all, it's the remix. It's the Cash Cash remix of Love So Soft, which I don't know why you got to use a remix of that song. That song is a bop in and of itself. But apparently uh, two different shows have decided to use the remix of it. And they are, mm, I suppose they could be pseudo similar ish shows. Uh, they're both dramas. They both deal with um, uh, emergency services. Um, they deal with first responders, I suppose. Okay. Uh, one of the shows is the, uh, the drama 911. Okay. I've seen and that. And in that, and, and then the other is Grey's Anatomy. Really? And yeah, in Grey's Anatomy, this was in season 14. And I think, uh, if I remember from my notes, it's episode 15. Uh, Meredith tells Maggie, uh, that she found her, what she found in her mom's journals. And then there's, uh, some sort of like morning after, stuff for uh april and tom uh again i i departed gray's anatomy in like season three so <laughs> these i mean i know obviously who who meredith is but like everybody else i'm like eh, sure whoever these people are uh but then uh in the show 911 i which i have not watched but every i always want to watch this show because the promos that they do for it look really really intense like there's I always see- something crazy happening i saw season one when they had connie Britton, and then as soon as she left i was like all right i'm about i'm i'm done bye so it's definitely not in season one yeah. maybe it is wait uh, maybe it is in season one is uh season- no the, no this no? this version was used in season two okay never mind 
Yeah. And it's a, it's interesting because the, because I had to look this one up. It's when uh, these characters, Buck and Taylor, get intimate in a news van. Oh, that's a really <laughs> romantic place. So I'm just like, what an odd, like one, one show is using it as like they're going through someone's memories and the other one is getting busy. I suppose, you know, you can play music in any kind of scenario that you want. Yeah, wouldn't necessarily think uh, a Love So Soft uh, remix would be the thing to do it to, but you know what? If it works, yeah. it works. <laughs> yeah. Um, one other kind of honorable mention for this show, 911, they've actually used two Kelly songs, but the other Kelly song they used around the holidays, they used her version of Blue Christmas. Um, I don't know Maybe much. that's what I've seen. Well, that, knew, and that, but no. that was season three, it says. They definitely use a song in season one, and I don't know what it is. Okay. So my next one is a show that I've been told to watch by many of my friends, and I just I just haven't done it. Um, it's the show called Girls that's on HBO. I was not aware of this use of a song, but apparently Mr. Know-It-All was used in the second episode ever. So I went to go check it out. To I remember hearing about this. I just watched the scene th- this morning because I was curious, and it's just like in the background of a conversation. It is like easily missable um if that's a word and it 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 is what it is it it didn't really have much i don't even know what the context there was some conversation about someone to stop smoking pot or something i don't know um and then mr know-it-all was playing the background that's really all i have from it so if you've seen the show you can probably give me some more context um, I did the research for uh, 911, and there was no Kelly song in the first season. I mean, they had like an Alana song. Uh, okay. There was a Florence and the Machine song. There was a Katy Perry song, but maybe I'm making is, this up. Then you might very well be. You might have, uh, or maybe I have seen season two, and I for, maybe I just blocked it out. That could yeah. very well have been what it was. Yep. All right, so kind of the the rest of the songs that we have. Um, I mean, I, I don't really think that they we, that we necessarily need to go through every single solitary song and be like, this is the episode and this is what was going on. And um, so we'll just kind of do like a like a last final rundown here of some of the other shows that have featured Kelly's music. Uh, the CW show Supergirl, uh, they used Since You've Been Gone. Uh, there was a show Beauty and the Beast. Is Was that like a reality show? Do you know anything about that show? I couldn't tell you. Okay, well, they used Miss Independent, and then uh, there was the HBO show Six Feet Under uh, years and years ago. They used Breakaway uh, in one of their episodes. Um, that's sort of the the list that we have compiled of the TV shows that have used Kelly's songs. We know that it's not a completely exhaustive list of every single solitary uh, show. I mean, I I know for a fact there was there was another show, and I I wrote it down somewhere. Oh, Escape at Danamora. Who? What? Yeah, it was a show that was out a couple of years ago. It was called Escape at Danamora, and they used Heartbeat Song huh. uh, at one point in the show. And so I'm like, okay, I don't know a lot of these shows that are using these songs, but apparently they had a a, a budget for songs, and Kelly got paid. So Yay. I don't know how that works, but good for her. So. If you have other shows or movies or anything that you know that you've seen that we didn't cover, you are by all means encouraged to let us know. You can hit us up at missintopodcast at gmail.com. You can also send those uh, to our social medias. We are at missintopodcast everywhere. So feel free to hit us up there as well. 
And as always, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and a review. Always much appreciated. And also, before we go today, we want to make sure to give a shout out to some of the folks that have left a review on the Apple Podcasts app for Missing the Podcast. I want to give a shout out to Marlene SLC, who said the podcast is great. I so enjoyed every episode. I uh, also want to say thank you to Chubby Bunny 101 says, love this podcast. As a diehard Kelly stand, this podcast is funny, refreshing, and informative. Thank you very much for those kind words. And JG Dell says, finally, a podcast for one of the greatest singers. Says, I'm so glad that Jeremy and Pam have embarked upon this podcast. It's been so enjoyable to listen to, and I look forward to listening to it for years to come. Well, we certainly hope that we get to make it for years to come. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you make those reviews and we might just include you in one of the next episodes of the podcast. And until then, we will talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>